0: Risk. We've all heard the term before, but what does it even really mean? Well, I'm here to tell you to not be discouraged. It actually can be kind of confusing. So confusing that various discussions have been had about changing the standards of reporting for various health metrics when it comes to risk. But not to worry, this crash course is going to give you the basics on risk and what you need to know to interpret risk. My name is Devin Box, and today we are talking about hashtag risk reporting. To start off, we will just list the terms that we're gonna discuss today. Then, when you're out and about in the real world and you hear some of these numbers being presented about the newest drug treatment, um, you'll know exactly what they're talking about. The terms that we're gonna go over today are absolute risk reduction, relative risk reduction, and my favorite, the number needed to treat. And we're gonna end with the number needed to treat because I really think that it's one of the only statistics in health that you could visualize or really appreciate right away. So let's start off with what is risk? Risk is quite simply the chances of something happening to you or I. And most of the time it's based on characteristics that are strong predictors of that particular thing or event happening. Some examples there, Half of Canadians over the age of 45 will experience X. 60% of all smokers will suffer from Y and so on. And we use these metrics as a way to understand uh, the chances of an outcome because percent means 100 or per 100, we can look at this and say, well, if there were 100 people like me, how many of us will have that scary outcome? Now, risk makes sense, but what about changes in your risk? This is where we get into absolute risk reduction and relative risk reduction, and why it's really important to know the difference. Let's say you're scrolling on your phone and you come across a headline, and that headline reads, quote, new drug cuts heart attack risk in half. Wow, right? Immediately, your brain starts thinking, and you go, well, heart attacks are deadly, so eliminating 50% of those sounds fantastic. But... This isn't actually all that impressive, why? Well, let's actually look at the numbers. So if we say that the five-year risk for a heart attack is two out of 100, that would be a 2% risk. I'd say that's the placebo or comparison group. And now our treatment group, the five-year risk for a heart attack is one in 100, or a 1% risk. The absolute risk reduction is the difference between the group's risk levels. So, in this case, we take 2% minus 1%, and we get a 1% risk difference. But the headline said 50% chop and risk, right? Well, that's right. If you calculate the relative risk reduction, which would be the ratio of those two numbers, being 1% divided by 2%, gives us a 50% reduction. Now, pause for a minute and think which number out of those two sounds more impressive? An absolute. 1% reduce risk or a 50% reduction in risk. In this case, the relative risk reduction sounds much better, well, because it's a bigger number. A great quote that relates this to kind of more simple terms comes from the Dartmouth Institute for Health Policy and Clinical Practice. And the quote reads, knowing only the relative data, is like having a 50% off coupon for selected items at a department store. But you don't know if the coupon applies to a diamond necklace or to a pack of chewing gum. Only by knowing what the coupon's true value is, the absolute data, does 50% off mean anything. And according to the Harding Center for Risk Literacy, this issue of relative and absolute risk gets compounded more depending on what data is being reported. Researchers have been known to report the absolute risk and their side effects, i.e. the smaller number, and the relative risk as their primary outcome, the bigger number, meaning that they make their numbers look much better on paper just by how they report that data. Now as a final take-home, I want to talk about the number needed to treat, or the NNT, In words, this is the number of people you would have to treat in order to prevent said outcome. Of course, the smaller this number is, the better. Now, mathematically, the NNT is the inverse of the absolute difference, but don't let the math scare you. Just think of the relationship. If We go back to our earlier example, what is the NNT? So we take one, or the inverse, divided by .01. .01 was the difference between our two treatments one divided by 0.01 gets us 100, meaning that 100 people would have to get that drug in order for a single person to not have said heart attack. And the reason I love the NNT so much is that it puts it into a perspective that we can really visualize or feel in the real world. One person getting a benefit from 100 people giving the drug doesn't sound that good, a stark contrast to that 50% reduction that was originally reported. Now, the opposite would be true if you had a large absolute risk reduction. Let's say your absolute risk reduction was 20%. You do 1 divided by 0.2 would give you 5, meaning that only 5 people would need to be treated in order to get a benefit from that drug. That's much better, right? The higher the absolute risk reduction, the lower the NNT, the better. But like our analogy mentioned earlier, we can't understand this relationship with relative risk alone because we do not know the absolute risk within those two groups it's like using our coupon without knowing the value of the product that we can buy thank you so much for listening to this episode of hashtag health if you liked it please consider giving us a rating a review and subscribing to our show you can also follow us on twitter or instagram at hashtag health podcast or like us on facebook my name is Devin Box signing off for Hashtag Health.